What a podcast. It's Rob. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Whatever you're celebrating. It is almost winter. That means show season here in Michigan. I'll see you at the Novi Ultimate Sports Fishing Show with the Lake St. Clair Walleye Association. I'll be at that booth bouncing over to Lama Glass and also Offshore Tackle at the Fishing 411 booth. So if you want to say hi, I'll be there. Looking forward to seeing you. And speaking of Christmas, if you need some ideas that's quick and easy, just bounce over to DundeeJerky.com. Order my favorite beef jerky, which is cherry maple smoked beef jerky, right from them. It's sure to be a home run. Let's get to the podcast. With me today... On a late fall edition of the podcast, I have Roy Miller, good friend of mine. I met at the Novi Ultimate Sports Fishing Show last year. Recently, Roy was out on Lake St. Clair for the first time ever, so I think it'd be really cool to get a perspective of, of a first-time comer to Lake St. Clair to um, kind of explain his experience being on that lake. And um, if anyone knows this lake, it's a year-round fish factory. Roy, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started walleye fishing. Well, uh, my name is Roy Miller, obviously, and um, I own a small company called Fat Boy Jigs, and I, uh, I make walleye jigs, plain and simple. I've, I've played with other things like ice jigs and stuff like that, but I just don't really quite have the patience or time. But I'm, I make and sell Fat Boy Jigs. Nice. Um, I also work as a, as a full-time auto mechanic during the day, so uh, you, know, you can't get rich off selling chunks of lead. I guess, but it sure it sure does help uh, help the fishing uh, aspect of it. Allows me to do some things that uh, I normally would not be allowed to do. So, like talk to uh, you with podcasts and hang out at fishing shows and talk to a lot of really cool people and make a lot of really cool friendships and a lot of neat little perspectives there that uh, I never would have dreamed could ever happen. Honestly. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, the one thing about this fishing thing is it's a small community, and, and most people are super friendly and, and really approachable. And, you know, that's kind of how I met you at the sports show, and we've been chatting throughout the year. And, and I, I thought it was really cool, and I was surprised I was um, riding over to Lake St. Clair myself on Black Friday. And I saw on the Facebook feed that you guys were launching out right where we were going. And I'm like, I got I to gotta text Roy. He's going to be out there. And I had no idea it was your first time going out there. So uh, what uh, what led you guys to come down this way? So the original plan was Black Friday. We were, there's four of us. We're going to go fishing. We're going to take the Saginaw River. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a bunch of rain. River is garbage. You know, and it was going to be one of those days where you're just washing jigs. Um, so we were looking at the weather, and uh, it was going to be cold. We knew it was going to be a little bit windy. We were looking at Saginaw Bay, and um, two of the guys actually decided not to come. So oh. me, me and my buddy Jason, we were, we were kind of looking, and I'm like, hey, what about Lake St. Clair? So I, I ended up texting uh, Jeff Vantori. I said, hey, what uh, – what does this wind look like on Lake St. Clair? And, and he said, it'd be great. He says, you guys will be fine. You'll do good. Never been there before. So I was kind of feeling him out a little bit, you know, it's Thanksgiving night, <laughs> you know, wait for the last minute. I felt really bad. Sorry, Jeff. Um, but he, he told us where to launch. And actually we, we teamed up with a, another buddy of mine, Lee Gould, and he was, he was going to go out there anyway. So, and he's been out there a few times, but never in the fall. So I know he's fished May Madness, but, yep. um, so we, we kind of worked together a little bit. And, um, 
we launched out of the same launch about a half hour apart but what a really cool fishery you guys have over there oh i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah so um uh, this time of year, it, it can be tough, but the big thing is finding the right color of water. And what I mean by that is the right stain of water. And, and I think that uh, different colored water can act like structure in, in some areas and, and concentrate bait fish. And when the bait fish is there, that's where you'll find the fish, right? So um, <clears throat> that's kind of where I found fish is where there was stained water towards the south end of the lake. And, you know, any of this stuff that I'm sharing is public knowledge. You could go on any amount of Facebook pages, heck, even around Walleye Club Facebook page, and get some of this info. So I'm not blowing spots or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it's a tremendous resource. I love seeing guys get out there that haven't checked it out before. And uh, what were your expectations going out there, not having like a super solid game plan? You knew the wind wasn't going to be too crazy. What were your expectations? Honestly, I thought if we could go out there and catch a handful of fish, we'd be we'd be doing good. Um, that was my expectation going into it. We're still fairly new to walleye fishing. I've only been probably technically walleye fishing for about 10 years. Okay. So knowing going from Saginaw Bay where I feel confident enough that I can go out and catch a meal on Saginaw Bay to go out to Lake St. Clair, which looks a lot like Saginaw Bay as you're coming out of the marina, but it set up quite a bit differently um i thought but in a, lot, in a lot of ways it was the same but when you're when you're trolling you got guys around your hand lining too it's that was that was a little different for me you know we'll get into that later to, yeah i'm used to seeing guys hand line when i'm jigging but not right. necessarily trolling so that was kind of odd but um I, that was my expectation going into it i was just gonna so man, if we can if we can get a couple fish out here, and I thought we'd be doing good as as long as we don't strike out, you know, that was our goal. Yeah, well, um, mission accomplished. I chat, chatted with you after you guys wrapped up, and you know we had a really good day out there. I went out with my dad, and um, I typically know, you know being from that lake and calling it my home body of water, I know how I'm going to approach it from the years. And we trolled crankbaits, pretty slow bandits. Um, those did most of the damage. We also did stuff that to kind of dredge the bottom uh, with really low, uh, I guess, low-key baits, not rattling a whole ton. But we'll get into that a little bit later, too. But um, being like a Saginaw Bay guy and a river guy, what was your game plan going out there? What were you going to run? Well, I, I watch a lot of uh, a lot of walleye stuff. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I, I actually read walleye fishing stuff when you get there you put out your spread of lures not just all bandits or all husky jerks or or all whatever you know so when we got out there we ran six different lures mm-hmm. across the board the only thing we doubled i guess we ran five different lures because we both had a bandit on each side um but i ran bandits we ran husky jerks flicker minnows phantom lures um walleye nation creation reapers we put them all out there mm-hmm. and i said let's throw caution to the wind you know we we went about the middle of the water column and um eventually bandits just were the obvious winner you know yeah start cycling a few out here and there and, and i'm not a huge believer in a lot of the times it's not the color right mm-hmm. 
but we sure did put a color pattern together that was uh, pretty outstanding, you know, and it was gold. We couldn't, we couldn't keep fish off gold. Mm-hmm. You know, we caught a few other ones, um, a few other colors, but the, that made madness bandit was unbelievable. And that's got that, that gold, you know, with the purple back and, that seemed to be that shined right from the get go. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. Really impressed with that one. Yeah, and one thing that I found out in, in applying a pattern fishing technique, cycling through different profiles of baits, styles of baits, and colors, and when my dad finally uh, hooked in the first fish, it was on a perch custom perch bandit, and um, eventually our pattern worked out to be if we were catching fish up high, it was baits with pink bellies for whatever reason. And, um, yeah, it, I, I got quite a few on pink bellies and I mean, you, you, the big thing is just, you got to keep an open mind and, and work your program until you get some fish going, going back to one of the baits you'd mentioned there, you talked about the May Madness, uh, custom bait. Now that's painted by JT custom tackle. They've been a partner with Lake St. Clair walleye association for a while here. And, uh, they do an exclusive bait paint pattern for our tournament every year. And, and I think that's a real winner anyone i've talked to anywhere they've fished it it's been pretty dang good i lost one in the saint mary's river and that kind of hurt down by detour on a rock pile (laughs) but uh yeah being guys that fish the great lakes all the tributaries and around here uh custom colors flat out do matter whether you're fishing uh, darker stained water right or you're fishing cleaner stuff um there's certain times where those custom baits do come into play And, and if you know um, based on experience, the body of water you're fishing at, what colors do work, um, then it's important to load up on them. And, uh, yeah, the, <laughs> that made Madness is a winner. So, um, yeah, pink bellied baits for whatever reason was doing exceptionally well for, for us and, and for anyone. I know we have listeners that aren't even from Michigan or, uh, they're in different areas. You know, we were pulling offshore tackle planer boards i think most of the guys i saw out there were trolling us for one random guy hand lining <laughs> um, i don't know who this guy is but <laughs> anytime that we would um we'd hook up and, and one of those boards would drop back and we'd crank one in this guy randomly hand lining uh which is typically a river technique would uh scoot over and, and do circles right over where we'd hook up a fish on and i heard him uh kind of seemed like an eccentric guy talking to himself and <laughs> It was a little we bit had weird. The exact the same experience with him, <laughs> so that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to rag on anyone, but uh, that was kind of funny. And and, and uh, yeah, typically, when guys want to handline, they'll go further down, either into the Detroit River, the mouth of the Detroit River, or there's a little channel there. This is all common knowledge called the Delphine, where you can handline in there and, and do quite well. Uh, but interesting on the main lake you don't see that too much i know a couple spots on the lake where you can do that but uh yeah always something different there so uh fishing on the south end of the lake there and um i mean surprisingly there were a lot of fish to be caught you just had to be really consistent on them now i noticed something kind of different about the bite and and maybe you experienced this too roy but most of my fish were light biting the crankbaits and they'd barely be hooked on by that back hook i think their metabolism was super slow and uh, we actually lost a couple fish by getting on the rod too quick i found that we had to kind of just let them 
set themselves and, and give them time to uh, really get hooked well as best as they could for how light they're abiding. Did you see anything like that on your boat? We sure did. Um, we we had two pullbacks that I'm I'm pretty sure we probably got to the rod a little too quick. Mm-hmm. Um, one was a double, and I just got really excited, and, and <laughs> I grabbed the rod, and it was gone. You know, yeah. but um, one thing we did notice too is is the boards. If you watched them as the fish bit, some of them weren't even really dropping back. Mm-mm. You know, they would just barely move. And like we're in Lake St. Clair, so we're concerned about weeds. Yeah, you know that's what I hear and hear about is weeds. So we go to check that board, and whoa, there's a fish on. Yeah. Crazy, and then others would absolutely bury it. Yeah, that. So <laughs> we had a little different experience there. But. Yeah, so one of our first fish, one of the bigger ones, I would probably see a four-pound class fish just smash this perch bandit that that we had out there. It was a custom perch, and uh, it just absolutely buried the board. And then a couple of them, you would see that tattle flag on the offshore board, maybe tick once. And uh, they'd either continue to kind of pull the board back because they're, you know, they're they're swimming with the bait or pulling it back down to the bottom, or um, you know, you'd see a little bit of board dancing and then it might disappear. It's kind of like a crawler bite. I've I've never really seen anything like that because I haven't fished too much this late fall bite. But uh, yeah, I was kind of confused and and just something to be observant with. If you're missing some of those bites for our listeners that troll or maybe learning the troll, especially in this colder weather. Give them a little time to set themselves. It might make a difference, and there's no reason to rush horsing that fish in if he's already hooked himself. Just you can let that ride a little bit and confirm that you made the hookup. We had one, and this is no joke. Um, Jason is a very accomplished fisherman. You know, he knows what he's doing. And he was checking a board, and he he took the board off himself. I'm watching my side. He's on his side. And I... I, he says something. I literally turn around and there's a fish at the back of the boat at the motor. He swings it in. And I'm like, why didn't you yell for a night? He says, I, I didn't even know I had it on. <laughs> Not till it was about two feet from coming in the boat. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Our last we fish of the day did that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they were like that water temp at the surf or um, that water temp at the surface was about 41 degrees, at least where I was mostly fishing. Uh, as he got closer to the mouth of Detroit River, and a little bit cooler, I found. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, we had the same thing the last fish of the day. Didn't even see the board tick. Didn't see the board dance or anything funny like that. No tattle flag dip. And uh, when my b- dad finally took the board off, it was a fish just swimming with it. Barely hit it. So my theory is that uh, their metabolism was super slow. And just some of these fish were not hitting it very hard at all. Absolutely. I, we we kind of thought the same thing, you know. Yeah. So um, one of the things I did is um, I was using my electronics as I saw these roaming fish in the middle. You'd see pods of active fish that were up a little bit higher. But um, I confirmed my suspicion that there were a lot of fish glued to the bottom, uh, either being dormant or searching for some good stuff to eat down there. And uh, we ran baits down pretty low for Lake St. Clair. And um, I know some of the guys that have been around for a long time they, they'll three-way rig like a rapala f9 and uh troll that right off the corners of the boat just like you would a bottom bouncer i didn't have that in my boat so we just did a snap uh snap weight program one of those offshore tackle pro weights put that down there and just got some of the smaller baits like a rapala f9 down in their faces and 
missed one with that. And then uh, once I dialed in the program, we got a couple going with that. Yeah, so um, typically Lake St. Clair, when you have a north blow like that, that's an exceptional time to uh, get out there. And, and, and I've just found, and other anglers I know, that when you get a good north blow, that uh, the fishing's really good, especially when the weeds are uh, up. But this late in the year, you don't have a whole lot of weeds. There's some residual weed beds. But, um, yeah, it was a very light wind from the north, and, and, it, and we were fishing on the south end. There's a lot more time for the waves to build. Um, on the way back in, when uh, my dad and I were going, it got a little bit hairy. I don't have a giant boat. It's a 17-and-a-half-foot aluminum, and it was kind of a rough ride. I'm assuming you guys popped smoke a little bit earlier, and your ride was nice and smooth in the Ranger. Yeah, it sure was. Um, it got a little bumpy. We launched out of 11 miles, so okay. by the time we got up there, I could see where some of the guys were going to have uh, some issues getting back up there. But, um, yeah, we full throttle all the way back, no issues. Nice. That's good. So, um, yeah, I, um, I'm i glad you had a good time out there checking out St. Clair for the first time, and uh, albeit in late winter or <laughs> late fall. And, uh, you know, you had expectations that you'd get a couple fish and, and learn something new, push yourself to a, a new challenge with your buddy Jason there. And uh, you got to experience the lake for what it is. I mean, it's it's a freaking fish factory. And by being patient, applying what you've learned and uh, having fun and, and just, uh, you know, talking with some folks that are helpful, gave you a great opportunity to go out there and have a blast, right? Absolutely. And and now knowing that that northeast or north wind doesn't mess that water up, you know, because Saginaw Bay, you get a northeast blow. We all know what happens. <laughs> she done. <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Um. So why not shoot on over to to Lake St. Clair? I, I live in the middle of the state. I'm actually in Owasso. Mm -hmm. So for me to go to Linwood, it's an hour and a half. For me to go to Lake St. Clair, it's an hour and a half. St. Clair River, hour and a half. You know, everything's kind of like an hour and a half away. So the drive's not going to be any different for us. Mm -hmm. Just a little more pleasurable fishing rather than, you know, a bumpy ride. Because unless you're tournament fishing, you don't want to be in three-footers. That's right. not fun. Yeah, I don't always get to choose the weather when you're fishing a tournament. But, uh, yeah, it's absolutely no. true. I mean, we have a little bit more protection in certain uh, blows. And we had a pretty light wind day. It was like 6 to 8 with gusts and uh, totally doable. Um, obviously, there's way less boat traffic this time of year. It's just hardcore fishermen and some duck hunters. And I think I maybe counted two dozen boats total. Um, not to say there weren't more fishing other areas, but... Uh, wasn't too bad, and it was definitely enjoyable. And it's always cool when you can get new people out to experience a great body of water fishing. Um, yeah, so experiencing what you did there, would you come back sometime in the summer or spring to see the fishery? Oh, absolutely. And we've been talking about it for two years about getting over there and learning this fishery. I mean, it's it's in our backyard, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, this was just a it confirmed that. We need to get over there more. We need to spend more time on it where I don't have to to lean on you, know, you and Jeff and beg you for for information, you know, where, where I'd like to be able to go over there and have a, a base of info and, 
really do well. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to be in the May Madness tournament this year. Cool. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, you should, man. It's a lot of fun. That May time, it's even better. There's even bigger fish. You got roamers passing through from Huron and Erie, uh, plus our resident fish. And some of those weed beds might be starting to pop up. So you might be able to get some early weed fishing. Um, or you might just have to go searching for the right color of water. You don't know. So um, spring is awesome. And then summertime, if anyone who's listening, if you ever want to come visit, man, break out your uh, crawler harnesses and spinners. It's a really good time out there. And um, year-round, it's an amazing fishery. And I think it's just going to get better with the numbers of walleyes that have been hatching in the other main bodies of water, Lake Erie, Detroit River, Lake Huron, it's only going to be that much better for us. That was another thing was trolling with current. That was a that was a new one for. I mean, we've trolled in the Saginaw River and stuff, but when you flip that boat around, you go uphill and you don't mess with the kicker and you watch your speed plummet. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> look at that. Mm-hmm. There's quite a bit of current there. I was pretty shocked, and I I should know that from from fishing uh the mouth of the St. Clair River out in out in Lake Huron, you know, that current is ripping through there too. Uh, yeah, it is. This is something you don't think about on a when you're in a big open body of water like that. Yeah, that's one of the unique challenges with Lake St. Clair is there's probably four primary currents and then depending on what the wind does, there's secondary currents and uh and those currents will interact so that there's breaks in between these different currents. But um, especially towards the lower end of the lake, uh, once you get to the mouth of the Detroit River, that current starts getting close to two mile an hour. And, and like you said, you turn around, you start losing speed. Okay, time to fire up the kicker. And uh, it's it's definitely interesting. You, you have to be able to play the current and adjust things uh, so your baits aren't having a, uh, a total meltdown in the current. <laughs> And uh, right. it, you got to do that all over this lake because there's so many different uh, factors when, when that comes into play. I want to talk a little bit more about Fat Boy Jigs. I think you guys got some exciting things coming uh, down the corner in time for show season. I did see something on Facebook about launching of a website for you guys. Let's hear a little bit about what you guys have planned for 2020. So for 2020, first off, we got we got the Nova show, which I am stoked about. I'm super excited about this show, and I just I just think it's going to be a good one. As long as it doesn't snow three feet, you know, Friday afternoon and the whole weekend screwy, I think we're going to have an unbelievable show. And then directly after the show, um, we're going to launch our website is up and running, but we're going to launch the store and. Uh, cool. So I'm pretty excited about that. So I got my retailers. They, they're they fully stocked and ready to go for the spring. I'm waiting on one more order from Ed Beckley, but he told me that'll be coming next week. But um, So everyone's going to be fully stocked and ready to rip, and it's going to be game on in 2020. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. And, uh, Roy, I got to give you a shout-out because Michigan Walleye Tour and Detroit River, um, for the most part, <laughs> I'll buy my my own unpainted jigs and I paint them up as I go. But this year, I had my son, and I was too busy changing diapers. And I'm glad because then I discovered uh, how awesome your jigs were. Last minute, I needed a reload, and, and I reached out to you, and you helped me out, got me the colors I wanted. And I'm I'm a simple guy when I go jig. I really like antifreeze, and uh, your jigs helped me do really well on the Michigan Walleye Tour and enjoyed some time with my family on the water. 
and I can't thank you enough because <laughs> I couldn't have done what I did without your jigs. So and you they were pretty good, pretty good check that weekend, didn't you? Yeah, I'm I'm thankful. I got to enjoy that That's with my awesome. dad, and my brother-in-law, and uh, the jig bite was hot. I'm always able to, uh, always ready to adjust to whatever the bite is with hand lining or jigging. And glad I brought the jigging stuff and uh, put the hammer down on them. It's good times. I'm, I'm glad too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think you'll be hanging out at the uh, Beckley's booth, which is the M65 bait shop booth with your jigs. Yes, I, I'm going to have actually two booths carrying my jigs this year beckley's m65 bait shop cool. and uh we'll be there with jt customs and that that booth's gonna be rocking and then another one of my retailers which is lakes area bait shop in wolverine lake which is right around the corner from from the nova expo um center there and they they've decided that they're gonna they're gonna do the show this year with denali rods and so that's that's kind of cool to to have them paired uh with with the rods i like too so Heck yeah good stuff man well we'll definitely see you at the show and uh it'll be a good time looking forward to seeing how that is and, and reconnecting with the friends we make on and off the water absolutely and those shows are more than just uh a consumer show you know you get to see guys that you only you only get to see a few times a year and and see the latest product and and even on our side, you know, with the Lake St. Clair, you guys are going to have a booth there. So I'll get to see all you guys, you know, yeah. and, and chat and probably end up buying another hat, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to try to bring our, our entire club stage slash trailer into the show if we can make it happen. And, and we'll have all our merch. And if anyone wants to check us out, we'll be hanging out. I'll be bouncing between uh, the club booth, doing stuff for offshore tackle, and, and also working the Lama Glass uh, rods booth there. So if any of you guys want to hang out, uh, Roy, you know where he'll be at, and myself, I'll be you know bouncing between those areas, and we look forward to seeing you guys at the Novi Ultimate Fishing Show. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, and I, I think I'm going to run some kind of special promotion giveaway. I've, cool. uh, I've been working with it a little bit, and it's kind of corny, but I think it's going to be fun. I'm pretty excited to announce that when I get it all nailed down, and it'll be a fun time. Heck yeah! So, where can guys find your jigs and uh, you know website? Uh, www.fatboyjigs.com. Um, also, Facebook and Instagram. Um, Instagram page needs needs some help. It's pretty low, but you know we're working on that. But the Facebook page is. Is going good and strong, and that's just uh, Fat Boy Jigs on Facebook. Roy, I appreciate it, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing that giveaway. And uh, I think it'll be a win for anyone that's checking out your stuff on Facebook or wherever you find Fat Boy Jigs. Um, great times, and 2020 is going to be awesome for you guys that are just learning to fish. We encourage you to check out Lake St. Clair, walleye fishing in general in Michigan. And uh, there's some great people and great friends to meet out there. Roy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, Rob, thanks for inviting me. I think you have a great podcast and keep up the good work. Thanks, buddy. Well, I'll see you at Novi.